Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Sarai Schubert, the Chief Operations Officer of iPro, an e-discovery software company. Sarai, how are you? I'm good. Happy Monday. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Happy Monday to you. Tell us about your background and your role at iPro. I've been at iPro for eight plus years. Previously, I was at a law firm for probably around the same time or so and been in the industry for a lot of years. My background is very much technical. Obviously, have been to both in the tech side as well as on the law side. So definitely having that as well as a leader and someone who's solving problems has been, you know, my main, my main focus. At iPro, I manage the product strategy teams, the customer success, customer support, anyone customer facing in operations as well as R&D. So quite a bit of a play to make sure that at the end of the day, my focus is to ensure that we are looking at customer outcomes, right? How do we have better customer outcomes overall? And some of that is product and others is also supporting our clients. You mentioned that prior to coming to iPro, you were at a law firm, you were actually the manager of practice support operations at a large firm. How did that experience influence the way you approach serving buyers of legal technology and services? When you've been a customer, that makes a huge difference. You have both angles, the technical part of it, and as well as you understand the different practices that you're dealing with on a day-to-day, not one size fits all, and you have to accustom things. Working at a global firm, you had a ton of those. You had privacy issues, you had obviously fraud cases, you had technical issues, you had you had to also understand the different local laws, et cetera. So the under, fully understanding that, but also fully understanding what the solutions are and which one is best for the for the job makes you, you know, pretty much puts you in a challenging role, but at the same time puts you in a situation where you really have to absorb all the different angles and make sure that you have the right solution for what you're looking for. Obviously, having that background and really understanding what my own customers needed, which was basically partners from a global firm. We had about, I don't know, 30 plus or so offices. They were all very different. And so I think that's what shapes you. Once you come and you start experiencing on a solution from a solution perspective, you then start putting things together. If we're doing this one piece, for a customer, they're actually going to need also two and three other things to be able to help with other use cases. And so why not just do it all as we're already working through this? And so I think it definitely helps you. It also helps you on how to best support your customers, right? You're not supporting them just on the tools. You're also supporting them on making sure that the outcome is exactly what they're looking for. Answering questions on features and does it go from A to B? Sure. But going beyond that and really making sure that you answer the real, maybe it wasn't the, it literally the, the question they were asking for, but you go beyond that to make sure they're getting what they need. I think it's absolutely necessary. And it's something that my team has to constantly ask for is, did we solve the right problem? Talking about solving problems, features, solutions, team efforts, what is an innovation roadmap? It is 
something that disrupts the status quo, doing something different. We've all have seen that if you do the same thing over and over and around you, things are becoming more challenging, data is only continuing to grow, et cetera, but you're continuing to do the same thing over and over, that's not getting you the best solution, right? It's not getting you the what you really need to do more with less, right? What you really need to make sure that you're being more strategic as opposed to dealing with with the solution or how the solution actually works. It's that, it's having a real strategy, disrupting, challenging yourself. Is this really the right way of doing that? Is this really how you should be doing things? But then it's also looking at the market, putting yourself outside of that box of the day-to-day challenges, but also looking at where is this market going? What changes are happening in the market that are going to happen or that are coming towards us? Do you see what are the technical companies out there are doing that you know it's going to hit you in e-discovery, maybe not tomorrow, but the day after? So it's just being in front of those kind of issues ahead of time. And then also, I mean, we have different segments at iPro, right? And so when you know that corporations are struggling with one thing, you know it's going to affect law firms and service providers. And when you know that the government is requesting certain things to be customized, you know that's also going to affect others in their productions. And so those are also things that you've, it's not necessarily the market, but you look at the different segments and the, and the issues that they're dealing with. When you look at global organizations, our own customers that are now having to deal with, you know, things that are day-to-day here in the U.S. we don't necessarily go through, that's also something that, that shapes you and it challenges you to look at a broader scope. What other things do we need to change? So it's more of you taking yourself out of your day-to-day to really understand the surroundings and be prepared for it. How can a company tactically tailor an innovation roadmap to address its particular objectives? I think that every company is different. You can't say everyone needs to do X. I would say, though, if you have seen yourself in a situation, and I say this to you know, my own internal staff, if you are having to deal with the same thing over and over, or you put yourself in a position like, there's got to be a better way, like here we are again, you have to stop yourself and you have to say, if I don't do something about it, who will? And can you answer that question? And if you can answer that question and you can say, oh, so-and-so takes care of that kind of stuff, great. But if there's not, not someone that normally takes care of that, then how do you then expect that the next case is going to be better or easier or it's only going to accumulate, right? And so to me, I think that's a very, sounds simple, but it's a good way for you to start really rethinking how can I make sure this doesn't happen again on my next case or my next, et cetera? The other part that I would say it's, we talk about this a lot, but especially on the corporation side, there are a lot of things that a corporation could do if they had the mindset of, this is going to affect my legal team. So I know if we brought in that quite a bit, right? Better information governance always helps with all these things, not just security, but also the legal team, but also privacy and et cetera, et cetera. It is very true. And you don't necessarily have to do a massive amount of things to get that sorted out. You don't have to go and get all the stakeholders from the entire company to get an IG program in place. There are small things that you could do that affect 
what it looks like for you know, e-discovery. One simple one, there's a company that they only retain 30 days IMs. All communication back and forth is only retained for 30 days. There's a lot of communication that goes back and forth. And so you could look at that depending on your type of company, right? Is that, is that the right approach or not? But I will tell you the e-discovery world that so helps. If you have, if you're saving all the data from Zoom and all your Zoom meetings and all the transcripts and all the, then that's only going to get even more challenging, right? It's harder, right, to go through all the data to identify if there's one meeting that was actually very meaningful or one IM that went back and forth that also got validated by an email. So you're not necessarily going to say, we got to keep it all because what if? So there's some things that you could do that you know for sure. These are the areas that I normally go to to find information that could be better retained or better managed. That it's you thinking innovatively. You know for sure that data is only growing. You know for sure you're frequent flyers. You know who those people are. You know what type of data they are. So there's some things, obviously, that you could do more upstream that's going to help you in the longer term. Also looking at technology. That's something that we've always say, right? It's better technology, better ways of handling data, better ways of getting you from A to B to getting you the, those outcomes. It's also that you should have a pulse on that every single year, not just every five or 10 years. Thinking about that long-term and holistic philosophy, you mentioned thinking upstream. Why should organizations apply that upstream approach and philosophy to their technology development? When you have organizations that are only in the downstream world, you don't know where to look. You don't know where your data is. You relied a lot on IT. And there's a lot of handoffs that are error prone. You don't necessarily have a handle of where information is located. So, you know, how can you have a, an easier process when you're not tied into where you normally go? So when I've, the, all those things that I talk about on having a better IG process tied into that, um, why should they look at that is because every single case is only getting larger. You're not seeing your budget with outside console getting smaller. You're not seeing that the cases, now the average, you know, uh, number of documents per case, we're in the hundred thousands, right? We're not seeing, we're only seeing that growth get bigger and bigger. So for a long time in our industry, we talked about early case assessment. You should have an early case assessment. And that became such a big popular piece. And now everybody understands what ECA is. But we're doing it way later in the process. By the time that it gets to that, you already spent a lot of money to collect it, to process it, to filter the data. And then you start getting into an early case assessment. So why wouldn't you be able to grab that early case assessment more earlier in the process which you want to be able to only collect what you need. I think all of those things are upstream focus. Have a better relationship with IT and understand what are some good tools that you can have so that you can reduce that way upfront or before even responding or before you even identifying who are your custodians. Isn't there a way that you can then do a quick peek into where the data is and work with outside console on it? Outside console does not want to get dumped with that much data. So they're also very much open into how do we best respond? 
Who are the real key custodians here? Where do we need to really look? Which years and where is the data? So having that analysis up front is a huge, tremendous uplift, right? It's actually looking more upstream. Thinking about that, what is in-place search and what does it mean for law firm and corporate legal professionals involved in litigation? There's a couple of options there. One from a technology perspective, you know, IPRO has a tool as well that is called LiveEDA. It helps organizations do a basically a data lake or a repository without you having to download all these different documents. It basically allows you to have a single pane of glass, one repository that is constantly actively indexing data from Teams, Slack, email, SharePoint, Gmail, et cetera, right? Box. There's different sources of data. When someone has to, you know, they go in through a case, they don't have to go and search in five different locations and do five different collections and figure out where people are saving their data. All they really do is they can go and search the information that they need. You need the communication between Ari and Sarai between this time and that time. And let me go and look at those documents. It allows them to get to the data faster to number one, pre-litigation such a, an important piece. Do I even have a case? Do I have to involve my outside counsel? Can I just settle? Is this a real issue or something that I can just take care of? So having that type of decision upfront, it makes a huge difference. When you get you know, claims that are small enough, you find get into that information without having to involve IT, without having to get multiple processes in place, you can just go and find that information, legal having access to that, It's such a great resource or great technology. And when you do end up having litigation, it allows you to have a platform where you can collaborate with outside counsel. Let's go look at the communication between Sarai and Ari. What did they talk about? There's a video here that they did a recording on. There is a conversation where they're talking about innovation roadmap, you know, et cetera. And, but they also get to understand, is this an issue? Where is, does it match to the complaint? And if so, do we need to expand our scope or reduce our scope? Or do we have enough data that we can just put this to bed? Or it may just be that we don't have the right, and I, this used to happen a ton when I was at Latham, we believe that these custodians were the list. And it was a very broad list. And once you actually started to get to the case, all of a sudden, a new custodian pops up. And now you got to go back through IT to go and export that data, to go process the data. And so it, not having the right set of people up front and doing that analysis up front only adds roadblocks later down the line. And it also just, it, it allows attorneys, in my opinion, and health or outs, uh, outside to focus on the relevant information. Normally, what we do right now is we go grab everything and then we try to reduce the noise, right? Let's filter out all this noise that it's not relevant. So, and we spend a ton of time on that as opposed to flipping that. What do I really need? And how do I go find exactly what I need and then start building my strategy? So, just kind of flips that. I mean, the other big piece to that is surface what you don't know much earlier. Don't wait until your entire first associates or contract reviewers or whatever else have reviewed all this info. And now you have the key documents when you could find those as the data is in place. So yeah, and I think it really brings people to collaborate together 
Well, IT still puts it in a control environment and it allows in-house and outside console to really collaborate and to put a more ECA, more upfront, upstream. Given these developments and this complexity, how do you see litigation evolving? It's going to continue in the U.S. Uh, it's only expanding, I think. You know, we're super resilient in, the, in this industry, especially as we see recession. Yeah, we'll get affected. Things get delayed, et cetera. But litigation will happen, right? You did something wrong and I'm, gonna, I'm coming after you. I don't think that even if we, you know, this is a thing that we've had said in the past, right, with AI, you could do so much now with AI and the jobs are going to disappear and things like that. No, because the more we use different tools out there, the more data we accumulate. A few years ago, we were projecting 175 zettabytes. Now it's even more on what we're projecting for, I think at that time it was 2025. We are constantly generating even more data. You look at cars, Teslas, or in the assistants that are out there, all the different Google assistants, they're generating a ton of data. So we just have to find better ways to deal with that amount of growth. It's not going to go away. It's making our days much easier if you use the right tools. I do think that it's, it, yeah, litigation will continue. There's more issues. There's more global issues. There's more local laws that you have to make sure that you're implementing. Even within the U.S., right, there's different laws in different states that you also have to be, you know, abreast. And so, I, I mean, data will continue to grow because we are using a lot more technology than we had in the past. So we have to be smart about how we go about it. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Sarai Schubert, the Chief Operations Officer of iPro, an e-discovery software company. Sarai, thank you so very much. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.